Well, hi, my name is Mark Tuchel, and welcome to my Living Sober Sucks blogio. This is the audio version of my written blog, and the title of this piece is How Do You See Yourself? So how do you see yourself behaving as a sober person? What do you visualize yourself doing as a sober person? I really want you to think about this. I mean, hey, you don't have to if you don't want to. You can just sit back and see what happens and unfolds in your life. But if you look into your own future and see how you'll behave, what you'll be doing, and who you'll be hanging out with, well, you'll have a better idea of what you want to do with your time, especially your sober time. And this is a great exercise to involve you as an active participant in making the best out of your sobriety. And it may just make staying sober a bit easier as well. So what I'd like you to do is visualize the final outcome of an event and then work your way backwards to where you are right now. Now, this is different than the, uh, you know, the more popular techniques that you read in, like, The Secret, where you just hang pictures on your refrigerator or your dresser mirror or posting self-affirmations on the bathroom mirror. I mean, hey, man, those things are all good and fine, especially the self-affirmations, which act as, you know, fabulous reminders. But what I'm going to ask you to do will require thought and creativity. It puts your mind into action, and you'll see and feel forward movement. You have to see yourself in action, actually in the process of obtaining the goal or living the way you desire. Now, this requires that you delve into your active memory and see what you are actually capable of doing. And when you see yourself involved in action, you can then focus on the actual behaviors and activities you have visualized. You'll perform the actions you visualized and behave the way you saw yourself behaving. Alright, but first let me explain the difference between just looking at pictures of what you desire and graphically visualizing yourself involved in your desire. Now, when you see yourself doing something or, or having something, you mentally become the owner of the event, condition, or item. And as the owner, you'll then fight more and work harder to keep and protect what you already have, as opposed to how much effort you'd put in towards gaining something new. Now, through visualizing yourself in the event, you unconsciously already have the item. Now, in economics, psychology, and neuroeconomics, protecting and fighting for what you already have is called loss aversion. Hey, I ain't making this shit up, okay? You, you can do the research on it yourself if you want to. Because the mind is very sneaky with itself, and it can easily be fooled by itself. And sometimes that's good, like uh, talking yourself into taking a calculated risk. And sometimes it's bad, like talking yourself into drinking. So I'm going to give you two examples of how to visualize backwards. Now, one is for a materialistic goal, and the other is for a non-materialistic goal. Now, let's say that you want a Ferrari F12 Berlinetta. You know, well, first off, when or where the fuck are you going to drive it? Okay, and what other items will you have to give up to own one? And even if you stole one, you'd have to keep it uh, hidden in your garage, and you wouldn't be able to drive it anyway. All right, so in any case, uh, yeah, of course it's nice to dream about owning or, or, or even just driving a Ferrari. But putting pictures up on your refrigerator isn't going to put a Ferrari in your garage. And seriously, the average person in America is not going to buy a Ferrari. 
And you know what? That doesn't mean that you're less of a person because you can't afford one. So make your goal realistic. Look, man, to go from a Kia to a Ferrari is a major upward shot. I mean, wouldn't it be a lot more fun to go from a Kia to maybe a Lexus, then to a Porsche, then to a Bentley, and then to a Ferrari? I mean, man, look at all the fun you'd have along the way. So instead of a Ferrari or a Porsche or a BMW, how about something more realistic, more affordable and usable? Hey, if you want a cool little sports car or something, you can realistically plan to own like a Scion FRS or a Honda Civic Si. Now, those are realistic goals. And of course, you know, you pick out the goal that you want. I'm just using these cars as examples. All right. So now let's work our way backwards on this materialistic goal. You see yourself driving this cool new car. You see yourself going to Walmart Supercenter, putting groceries in the trunk or in the back seat. You actually see yourself using it. You see the car in your garage or, or, or a parking space at work or by your apartment. Then you see yourself at a car dealership negotiating a great price and writing a check out of your own checkbook. You see yourself uh, test driving cars and, and checking them out and enjoying them and going over to the brochures to pick out all the options and the color you want. You see yourself making deposits at your bank to build up your savings. You see yourself making choices with your paycheck so that you can afford to stash money away. You see yourself at work doing your job, being responsible, and being paid. You see and hear yourself telling your friends and family, Hey man, I'm going to save up my money to buy this Scion FRS. Man, have you seen these things? They're really cool cars, and I'm going to get one in about six months. You actually live through the entire experience, but you do it in your mind. All right, now let's work our way backwards through a non-materialistic goal. Okay, you see yourself sitting on the bank of a river, fishing with your kids. You're talking and enjoying each other's company. You're having fun, baiting hooks, you're playing with worms, putting them in your nose and shit, you know, you're laughing and goofing around. And now you see yourself sitting with your child. You're going over their homework with them, reminding them to get it done so that you can all go fishing this weekend. You see yourself coming home from work and, and greeting your kids. Yeah, maybe they're watching TV or playing some stupid video games. But hey, you're smarter than they are. So you begin asking them questions about uh, their day at school or what game they're playing. They start explaining it to you. You draw them in. You show interest. Right, now you see yourself heading home from work, looking forward to being with your family. You see yourself going straight home, passing on invitations to stop for just one. You see and hear yourself telling your friends, Hey man, I'm heading home. I gotta hang out with my kids. We're going fishing this weekend and I wanna make sure I don't fuck anything up, okay? My kids are counting on me. You see and feel the entire experience in your own mind. Now, these are just examples to get you thinking on your own. you got to consider your own goals, be they materialistic or non-materialistic. The point here is that you just don't put up a picture of a Ferrari or a happy couple on your fridge and then sit back and wait for it to happen. I'd really like you to actually see yourself involved in your journey, to see what you must do and how you must behave to make these things happen and come into your reality. Look, man, I'm not giving uh, false hopes or, or any fake guarantees that by following this technique, everything you visualize and want will happen. Look, man, you're probably not going to get everything you desire or wish for. I mean, things won't always pan out and go the way you visualize them. 
Look, I'm not being a pessimist. I'm just being honest with you. See, if you expect too much out of sobriety or visualization techniques, and then it doesn't happen, disenchantment can undermine your sobriety. You end up going, oh, man, this is all bullshit. Nothing happened the way I wanted it to happen. I mean, fuck it. I might as well go get drunk. Well, yeah, don't relapse just because everything didn't happen exactly as you planned or visualized. I mean, look, let's say you wanted to save $1,000 for Christmas, but only managed to save 500 Wasn't getting halfway there a lot better than not ever getting started at all? Be realistically optimistic. I mean, because without optimism, you will lack hope. Neither you nor I know how the future will unfold. But there are a few things you can count on. The future is going to happen, regardless if you're sober or sleeping off a hangover. If you don't have a plan, you'll be at the mercy of whatever the future brings you. You'll react to the future and be pushed around by it. Build probability to work in your favor. See what you want and see yourself in the process of achieving it, whether it's maintaining sobriety, having a happy home life, or acquiring some materialistic goal. These mental exercises can be fun, and a lot of times your body will feel exhilaration while you're in the midst of visualizing. It'll boost your mental activity and energize you to want to take action. This is how visualization, seeing yourself, pushes you along more powerfully than just just pictures or mantras and self-affirmations pasted on your fridge. See for yourself what you want to be and then work towards it. Okay, that's it for this Living Sober Sucks, but Living Drunk Sucks More blogio. Hey, thank you for spending your valuable time to listen to me. I hope that you get something out of my writing. I mean, if you do, please tell your friends about my website, livingsobersucks.com. I got a couple of books out. One is called Living Sober Sucks, but Living Drunk Sucks More. The other book is called Okay, I Quit. Now what? It's all the stuff you do after you quit drinking. And then I got this other fucked up uh, fiction book that I put out about a vampire, a drunken vampire. Check it out. It's called A Vampire's Story, The First 30 Days Sober. All right. Thanks for listening. My name is Mark Tuchel.